you have your Bibles with you there at home, which I hope you do, I want you to turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 3. Just like Mary, who heard the voice of God and knew what she was to do with that special treasure that she had been entrusted with. I want to talk to you this morning about God is speaking. Are you listening? 1 Samuel chapter 3, the entire chapter, verses 1 through 21, is the, uh, the story, but I want to narrow it down just to the first 10 verses to read for you and then uh, preach from the whole chapter this morning. Starting in verse 1, it says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at the time when Eli laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim, that he could not see. And ere the, the lamp of, the, uh, of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. That the Lord called Samuel, and, answer, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli, and said, Here am I, for thou calleth me. And he said, I calleth not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli, and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and he went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be if the Lord uh, call thee, thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called uh, as other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. Lord, we ask that you would take the word of the Lord and bless the reading, now the hearing, and now the preaching of the word of the Lord. Move me behind the cross, that it not be my words, but your word, O Lord, lift it up, and may the message be proclaimed that you want us to hear today. Give us ears to hear and a heart to receive, O Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, you probably remember uh, the commercial where the Verizon guy, you know, the guy with glasses and short, dark black hair, um, would walk around uh, the country and checking the strength of the signal on the cell phones. He keeps asking the question, can you hear me now? Good, he would say. Obviously, the point of the commercial is to emphasize how good Verizon's uh, signal strength is when it comes to cell phones. Well, there's a question for you today. How good is your signal strength when it comes to hearing from God? Do you have an open line of communication with God? Or are there some dead spots in your life that prevent God from getting through? If you were to rate your communication with God, how many bars would you give Him? Two bars? Three bars? Four bars? None at times? If God was trying to get through to you, would He be able to say, Can you hear me now? Good. Some of you may also remember this television commercial about E.F. Hutton. 
There was always a crowd of people and two people were together conversing. I know we can't do that today. We've got to be six feet apart. But in the commercial, they, they would get together and one would say, well, my broker is E.F. Hutton. And E.F. Hutton says, and at that part, uh, the, the, there would be a huge hush over the crowd and everyone would turn to listen. Then the advertisement would conclude with the phrase, when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. But what about when God speaks? Is anyone listening? Are you listening? Does God have the same credibility as E.F. Hutton has when it comes to important messages? God is actually speaking to us all the time. The problem is that we're not always listening. When God speaks, we need to hush to hear what He has to say. It wasn't until the fourth time that, that Samuel heard the call that God was speaking unto him that, that he recognized it. He thought Eli was calling him. Finally, Eli tells Samuel that it is God calling you. The next time Samuel hears the calling of the Lord, he says, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. God needed Samuel to listen in those days because no one else was listening at that time. As we hear, it says in the Scripture, for the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Is the word of the Lord rare in these days today? Or is it that God is speaking, but we're not listening is God not heard because you and I are too busy in the things of the world that we're not listening for God? This passage in 1 Samuel marks the transition from a time when Israel was, hear, was not hearing from God to a time when God's word came freely to all of Israel. And that difference came through God's call of a young boy named Samuel to become a prophet of God. So let's take a look at this passage together this morning and see what we can learn about hearing from God. First of all, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 3 start off differently. They start off with God's silence. The story begins with not God speaking, but with God's silence. My friends, I think that it should be an awakening point for us when we don't hear God speaking, when there's silence, we need to recognize that we need to listen. Look at verse 1. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no vision, open visions. Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli's supervision. According to the historian Josephus, Samuel may have been only about 12 years old here, but we don't really know, but we know he was still a boy. We are also told that the word of the Lord was rare in those times. And there was not many visions. This was a time in Israel's history when Israel was out of communication with God. Now that's not a good thing, my friends, just like it's not today. Proverbs 29 and verse 18 says, Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraints. In other words, when we do not hear from God, society tends to go from bad to worse. You can just look around in our society today 
and see how true that statement is. We need God's Word to guide and to direct us and to keep us on the straight path. When there is no Word from the Lord, really what that means is there's no judgment from God. There's no correction from God. And when God gave the following judgment through the prophet Amos, when He said, the days are coming, declares the Sovereign Lord, when I will send famine through the land, not a famine of food or thirst of water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. There's no greater judgment upon God's people than when God becomes silent in our life. The withholding of His Word unto our hearts. Now back to Samuel for a minute. Uh, The Word of the Lord was rare in those days, but God was about to change all of that. Samuel was going to be named the first prophet of God since Moses. And with the calling of Samuel, God instituted the prophetic office to operate alongside the kingship of Israel. The second thing we see in our story is Samuel's call. Yes, there was a silence from God that got the attention of the people that there was something they were missing. And then come the call. Listen, my friends, God is quiet before He calls us out. The setting for the call is found in verses 2 and 3. And in these two verses, there are great details here, and they're rich in symbolism. And I want to just give you a few of those this morning. First of all, it's said that Eli's eyes were weak, which reminds us of his weak spiritual vision. We have already seen that Eli was was not very discerning when it comes to spiritual things in these days. He thought that Hannah was drunk when she was praying in the temple. He did not uh, nothing when his sons were made a mockery of the priesthood of God there in the temple. His fading eyesight, his fading vision, his highly symbolic of the time in which Israel was when the word of the Lord was rare unto them. When there were not many visions, there were not many opportunities for God to speak into their life because they were not listening. Second. We're also told the lamp of God was not yet gone out. The priests were required to keep the lamps burning in the temple every night from evening until morning, according to Exodus 27 and verse 21. So this detail places the timing of Samuel's call late in the night, perhaps shortly before the dawn. But it also gives us a ray of hope, my friends. Yes, the word of the Lord was rare at that time, but here's the good news. But God has not given up on His people. The lamp of God had not gone out, yet there is still hope for us to hear from God. Eli was lying down in his usual place. Now there's something very symbolic about that. It's kind of my definition of insanity. You do the same thing over and over again, but expect a different result. That's insanity. Eli, it says, it was laying down in this usual place. But however, Samuel was laying down in the temple, close to the room where the Ark of the Covenant was, where where God dwelt. My friends, if you and I want to hear from God, we've got to get closer to where God is at. And then, folks, we see not only the setting of the call, but we see the hearing of a call. The nation of Israel was in a time of spiritual darkness. 
The priesthood was corrupt. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. There was no word from God, and it was in the context that God first called Samuel. Then the word of the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here am I. And he ran to Eli and said, Here am I. You have called me, but Eli, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Many people today are asking the question, Why am I not hearing the call of God on my life? It comes down to a simple thing. God is always calling. Are you listening? Are you hearing His voice? And then thirdly, we we see the answering of a call. We see Samuel's call and he has to answer the call. Samuel is alert. He is responsive. He is obedient. He is answering the wrong call, however. He goes running to Eli. Here am I, you called me. And Eli says, it wasn't me, go back to bed. So Samuel does what he was told and he goes back to bed. And he calls again and runs to Eli. Here am I, you called me. My son, I did not call you. He says, go back to bed and lie down. Now the beauty of this passage is that you and I know from reading it, that it is God who is calling Samuel right away. But Samuel and Eli did not get it. This is yet another example of Eli's spiritual sluggishness. We saw it in Eli with Hannah, we saw it with Eli and his sons, and now we see it with Eli and Samuel. That explains Eli, but what about Samuel? Why did not Samuel know the voice of the Lord? The word of the Lord had not come to him yet, verse 7 tells us. And it says that he didn't know the voice of the Lord because God had not revealed it unto him as yet. God had never spoken to Samuel in this way before. Maybe it's the same way with you. Maybe God is speaking to you in a way that you've never heard Him speak to you before and you're not sure whose voice you're hearing My friends, I tell you, get in God's Word and let Him speak to you through His Word. Remember, Samuel was just a young boy. He did not realize God was calling him. After God's Word was revealed to him, Samuel would learn to recognize God's voice. But for now, he just assumed it must be Eli. And Eli just kept sending him back to bed. However, Finally, Eli figures it out, what's going on. Once Eli figures out what the Lord was doing, he told Samuel some good advice. He tells him to lie back down, and and this time, uh, when the Lord speaks, answer, speak, Lord, for thy servant is listening. So Samuel goes back to bed the third time. He lies down, and now he waits. My friends, we need to wait upon the Word of the Lord. Wait upon Him to speak to us. Open up His Word and pray and ask, God, speak for Thy servant is listening. And then comes the response. Responding to the call. In verses 10 through 14, we find Samuel's response to the call. The Lord came and stood there calling him as other times. But this time he said, Samuel, Samuel. 
Notice that God calls Samuel's name twice in this verse. This double address of Samuel's name is significant in Scripture. When Abraham was about to sacrifice his son Isaac, we read that God called him out, Abraham, Abraham, in Genesis twenty-two eleven. When God spoke to Moses before the burning bush, he called him out and he said, Moses, Moses, Exodus 3, 4. Abraham was the father of Israel and the father of faith. Moses was Israel's deliverer and giver of the law. Samuel is now God's first prophet of the Lord, faithfully bringing God's word to his people. All three men were key people in Israel's history. And God gave all three men a double call on their life as a key turning point in their lives. This was the key turning point in Samuel's life. So how did Samuel respond to the call? Just like Eli told him. Then Samuel said, speak for thy servant is listening. Well, Samuel asked God to speak. And my friends, God spoke. I believe today that when you and I will, will get in the Word of God in prayer and we ask God to speak, He will speak to us through His Word. Look at verses 11 through 14. I didn't read them, but I told you we'd be focusing on them through the chapter. Basically, what God is doing from here is He's confirming the earlier message of judgment that He would uh, bring upon Eli. Eli's son had sinned and Eli had failed to restrain them. Now Eli's house would be removed from the priesthood and all the words of the earlier prophecies that God had given to Eli would be fulfilled. There's no turning back once we hear the call of God. Thirdly, today Samuel is confirmed by God. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 15 through 21, the end of the chapter, we read how God confirmed Samuel to do the work that he had called him to do. God has now broken the silence of those days when he called Samuel and gave him his word. Now the only question that remains was, what would Samuel do with the word that he had received from the Lord? Remember, he was only a boy, and this was a pretty heavy message to carry as a young boy to deliver back to his, his mentor, his, his, his priest. In 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verses 15 through 18, we find that the perfect model of giving and receiving God's word. Eli asked Samuel to tell him all that God had spoken unto him, hiding nothing. Samuel faithfully tells him everything that God has said. And he tells him the, the good, the bad, the ugly. He tells him it all. And even though it's hard to imagine, Eli takes what he knows to be a word from the Lord. There are some who today do not want to preach or teach the, the whole counsel of the Word of God. They only want to share the positive parts of Scripture. They want to avoid the negative or the judging part of God where He condemns our sin. But my friends, we need to be like the Apostle Paul who told us in Ephesians as he was telling the elders in Acts chapter 20, I am uh, uh, innocent of the blood of all men, for I am not hesitant to, uh, to proclaim to you the whole will of God. And like Eli, we should humbly receive all that God's word has to say to us, 
even when it is against what we are doing, even when it tells us that we can no longer live the way we're living, but we must make a change in our life. After Samuel showed himself faithful as the prophet to Eli, God made this prophet a prophet of Israel. I like the phrase, He let none of the words fall to the ground. God confirmed Samuel's prophecy again and again by standing behind every word that Samuel spoke from here on out. Remember chapter 3 begins with a, by saying that God's word was rare in this time. It ends by saying that through Samuel, God's word came to all Israel. Now that's the story of Samuel receiving a call from God. But here's what I want to leave you with. Let me close our time together with with several applications for you today as we faced and continue to face this pandemic called the coronavirus. You might be wondering, why are we not hearing from God? However, I believe God is speaking, but we are not yet listening with a willingness to respond to what He has to say to us. What are some of the things that we can take away from this story that we can learn how to listen more intently and ready to respond from God? Let me give you several examples real quickly. God desired to speak to us. God has a great desire to speak to you, my friends. His whole idea is the Word of God is to speak to you. He gave us the Word of God so that He can speak to us all the time. It is a lamp under our feet and a light under our path. It is there for us to nourish on day and night. It is there for us to hunger after. God did not create the Word or the world just simply to walk away from it. God's desire to speak to us and have a relationship with us is from the very beginning. God has always taken the initiative in speaking to His people. We need to take the initiative and listen with a willingness to respond. We don't always hear very well. God desires to speak to us, but we don't always hear very well. Sometimes we're like Samuel. We don't hear very well because we don't know God well enough to recognize His voice. Sometimes we're like Eli. We do not hear God because we are spiritually sluggish. But sometimes we're like Eli's sons. We don't hear from God because we've closed our ears to God's word because we are simply disobedient to God. God wants to speak to us, but sometimes we don't hear very well. Thirdly, God speaks to us primarily through His word. God rarely speaks directly to people. There's no audible voice that God is speaking throughout through the heavens anymore. Even in the Bible, God rarely spoke directly to individuals. Samuel was an exception, not the rule. Today, we primarily receive God's Word by opening up the Bible and, and asking God to speak to us. God had written this Word through men. But it was a divine inspiration for you and for me to have in our life. We need to come to God's Word with reverence and and expectation. Saying like Samuel, Speak, Lord, for thy servant is listening. 
And then let God apply His Word to our hearts and to our minds. Fourthly, very important, God is patient with us. My friends, I want you to understand that I know that there are families that are confined and locked up and, 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 and if the weather doesn't stay nice, they got to stay in the house. And, and here's what I'm telling you. God is patient with us. Be patient with your children. Be patient with your husbands and your wives. Be patient. God is patient with us. I love the way God keeps trying and coming back to Samuel in this passage. Four times God came and called Samuel's name before Samuel finally realized it was God speaking. God is remarkably lovingly patient with us. If you approach the Bible with a sincere listening heart, God will speak to you through His Word. You may not get it all the first time, but my friends, if we'll keep coming back and keep coming back, God will keep giving and God will keep speaking and God will keep building upon what He has said. And lastly, God has spoken to us through Jesus. The book of Hebrews says, in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these days, He had spoken to us by His Son. Do you want to know who God is? Simply look at Jesus. All of the Old Testament prophets look forward to Christ. And all of the scriptures are fulfilled in Christ. When God sent Jesus, He was as if He was saying, Listen, can you hear me now? Good. Church, we need to use this time when we can't do all the things that we were doing, going all the places we were going, keeping up all the busyness. This is a time for us to be still and know God. Listen, God is speaking. Are you listening? Can you hear me now? Good. Don't get distracted by the things of this world, the problems of this world. But my friends, listen. For the voice of God. Normally, <clears throat> I would have an altar call right now, and there would be people at the altar, and I would know who has come, who is making decisions for Christ, who is needing prayer, and I would know how that I can pray for them. But as you can tell, the place is empty. You're at home. I can't tell what your needs are. I don't know what decisions you've made. But here's what I want to ask you to do. If you're here today and you've been listening and God is speaking and you're hearing His Word and and you're challenged by it and you're saying, God, I I need forgiveness. God, I I need to confess. Whatever decision that you have made, whatever decision that you need to make, if you're not walking with the Lord, please call the church. Please call the office at 336-246-2012. Speak with us and, or email me personally at pastorsteve at midwaybaptistnc.org. And I promise you, I will respond to you. I will get back to you. Call and let us know what, to, or email me and let me know what responses you have made. Today, I believe God is speaking in spite of the silence, 
I ask that you would listen. Father, take this, the preaching of your word now, inspire us and and encourage us, O Lord. Minister your grace to us, I pray in Christ's name.